0: This is the hotness. Thank you so much for joining us on the Restaurant Magic podcast show. Sweetly's not here. Um, She is just busy, busy, busy. I think she's just eating like way too much food, and she's just probably passed out to somewhere. I don't know. But we are just wishing her the best, and we can't wait until she comes back and joins us. But, you know, we are all about the food, especially me. I love to eat, and we are just true foodies at heart. And today um, we have a unique and special guest on our show. I had went to a, a, um, I forget what it was. It was like a, um, a meeting with local farmers, and I just, you know, happened to be there. Someone invited me. I was like, I have to do this. And so I met a lovely lady. Her name is Carolyn, and she um, works at the Weaver Street Market here in North Carolina, and she has worked her way up in the business, and we're just so excited to talk to her. Like, how did she go from produce to meat to seafood, all that stuff? So welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. So um, I was looking at the information about Weaver Street Market, and it's um, a co-op, I believe. I mean, i was very intrigued by this. So would you share with the audience like a little bit of history about the Weaver Street Market and how you got involved?
1: Sure. Um, well, Weaver Street Market, uh, we're a cooperatively owned grocery chain. Um, we have four stores and a um a food commissary that's located in Hillsborough, North Carolina, where we do um, all of our food preparation for our, our um, hot hot bar, salad bar. Uh, we bake fresh bread every day and fresh pastries. And we also have a small warehouse where we um, self-distribute um, some local and co-op produced uh, foods to our stores. Um, and that's, that's where we are now, but uh, where we started was much 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 smaller than that of course Um, we started in 1988 uh, by our general manager Ruffin Slater with a few partners, and um, they started with a small storefront on Weaver Street in Carborough. Um, and um, really, I think it was little more than a buying club when they started. And of course, that was before my time. But I came along in 2002, and uh, I had moved to Chapel Hill after college and needed a job, and thought the co op is where I want to be. It shares my values of um, inclusion and equity. And so um, I thought, well, I'll, you know, work a couple couple of years until I, you know, kind of move on to the next thing. And that was 18 years ago. Wow. And yeah, so it's it's been a few years for me with the company, but um, I love it. Uh, it's a great company to work for, so I'm I'm thrilled to still be here and to have made a career out of this.
0: I mean, I find it amazing that you were just like, I think I want to work here, and then it turned into a lifelong career, like you said. So I'm a little bit naive about, or I don't know exactly what a co-op is in regards to like grocery store, things like that. So can you explain that a little bit with our audience, please?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, so a uh, cooperative is basically a business that is owned by the people that use the business. So we are owned, we're actually um, a um, hybrid co-op, so we are owned by our consumer owners and our employee owners. Um, and, and you can shop here and you can work here without being an owner. It, it's, it's totally optional. Um, being an owner just means that you buy a share, and um, that gives you some benefits like being able to run for the board um, because we are we are governed by a board of directors uh, so all of the the big decisions that are made um, and policy governance is is um, determined by the board of directors um, also we uh, distribute our prop profit to our worker and consumer owners, so we're different than yeah, we're different than uh, you know a big uh, grocery chain or big box store in that our profits don't go into the pockets of a few rich shareholders. Um, okay. They go back into the co-op for um, expansion and upkeep and um, improvements and um, anything over that goes into the pockets of the uh, worker owners and the consumer owners.
0: Okay, so it's like you're investing not only in your community, but you're also just, you know, reaping the benefits of that. That's um pretty pretty nice. Yeah. I I was, I was um, checking out your the website and I saw the what the buy owner share of what, seventy five dollars is that what per year is how that works?
1: No, that's seventy five dollars for a lifetime share.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And, okay. and if you
1: move or you decide that the co op's not meeting your needs anymore, you can get that share refunded. So uh, and and you reap so many more benefits than seventy five dollars especially, you know, over, over your lifetime as a member of the co-op. Wow.
0: Okay. This is nice. And so how do you go about finding people to contribute to the, uh, the market, like the local farmers and people like that? How does that
1: work? Identifying our suppliers. Well, yeah. uh, since we've been around for a while, we do have a lot of uh, suppliers that have been with us for almost as long as we've existed. Um, some local farms and um, and suppliers, uh, some of which have actually, we've started to see a few local farms um, move into retirement, um, which has been Sad, but we've had some new farmers that have kind of come up and and taken their place. Um, So basically, you know, we look for suppliers that that match our values. We look for farmers who are growing um, ecologically, um, who are, you know, small scale, uh, using uh, natural processes. We look for um, artisan-made products. Uh, fair trade products if we're buying um, produce that's uh, from abroad we always look for a fair trade certification if that's possible or for organic certification Um, and we have some uh, buying policies in place that actually dictate that we don't purchase any products that have high fructose corn syrup or um right or trans fat and we are really also um Working towards eliminating products that have GMOs. Uh, we are reducing the number of products that we carry that have, or or that we make specifically in our food commissary that have um, refined sugars, refined flours. That's not to say that we don't carry any of those products, because what we carry is what our consumers want and need. Um, but right we are um, definitely trying to be uh, a buying agent for our customers and offering healthy products that are products that are healthy for ourselves uh, you know for the customers and for uh, the community and the environment that
0: is very crucial because you know my mom's like to say, your food is your medicine. I know there's a lot more focus absolutely, um, for people to eat healthier, making sure they're getting, like you said, organic and not the non-GMOs, because, you know, like, what am I eating? You know, it's just getting right. pretty scary um, nowadays. And so I, I see that you guys are located in Carborough, Chapel Hill, Hillsboro, and Raleigh. So mm-hmm. are you guys thinking about expanding um, more, or are there any other cities that you guys have identified could be a possible new location?
1: Well, um, I'm not privy to all of those conversations, but yes, expansion is in the plan. Um, we just opened our Raleigh store uh, this past fall, and um, it's a beautiful store, uh, but of course, you know, um, <laughs> it seems like every time we open a new store, some, some kind of um, ill befalls us like when we opened our Hillsboro store in 2008 then immediately after that um, the recession happened and mm-hmm. now here we are after having opened our raleigh store and the um the covid19 virus uh came down so i'm not sure what the timeline is for our next expansion we might be a little bit more cautious <laughs>
0: I know, I know. We are so happy to have you um, here in Raleigh. But how is Weaver Street Market handling um, the coronavirus pandemic that's going on? How is that affecting? Um, you know, your food supply and your relationship with the farmers.
1: Right. It has been a challenge, uh, to say the least, of course, for everyone. Um, it has been a real testament to the strength of our local food economy, actually, because um, I'm not sure if you've been in the store or if any of the listeners have been in the stores, but at times where um, some of the big box stores were completely out of, say, poultry or beef or, you um, I, I can't say toilet paper because we've all been out of toilet paper. But mm-hmm. uh, when the other stores uh, didn't have products on their shelves because their supply chains are too rigid, our shelves were still more or less full of products because we buy from more uh, small, local producers. And mm-hmm. um, those producers were a little bit more resilient and we were a little bit more nimble um, than some of the bigger bigger chain stores, so, you know, where they have maybe one warehouse, maybe they buy from their own central buying warehouse, um, but we buy from, you know, for produce, for example, we might buy from a dozen different suppliers at any one time. So, we were able to keep the shelves full and keep our community served, um, which is really always our goal. And the other thing that we did that um, that really helped keep keep us afloat is we implemented an online ordering system um, really on the fly. Uh, within about 10 days, we um, onboarded this new uh, online ordering system, and it's it's grown to be about 20 percent, 20 to 25 percent of our overall sales and has helped keep the community safe by not having to actually enter the store. And that's just been Mm. a game changer. It's a different way of doing business and, you know, it's challenged us all, but it has been um, a lifesaver for our business and I think for members of the community that are immune compromised um, that don't feel safe coming into the store.
0: That's really smart and I guess it just reflects how agile Weaver Street Market is when you know you're hit with these different scenarios. I mean, exactly. I know a lot of you know um, businesses and companies they had to switch to you know you know delivery things like that, but to do it within ten days, I mean, that's pretty you know like you guys were hitting the road running.
1: Right. It certainly wasn't perfect. It was a little bumpy along the way, as some of our um, customers and employees can can um, probably. Uh, say, but we we did it, and it, it's working really well, and I think, I mean, really, we were behind the curve um, in that. I mean, we should have had an, uh, an online ordering system probably going, you know, years mm-hmm. ago, but, um, you know, it's it was just something we weren't putting resources into since our model is more about kind of in-store experience and customer service and events. And um, But with um, the pandemic, we really had to kind of change our focus.
0: Right, and so people can just go online um, and place an order. Do um, you want to give out the website? I see there's a app also that I guess people can use. It's what, the Rosie app, is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Rosie. That's our, our partner um, who... Um, Developed this online ordering platform. And um, if you go to our website, which is WeaverStreetMarket.coop, like COOP stands for co-op, of course. There are links there to ordering from each of the four stores, so you can order at whatever store is more convenient for you. And um, and we are able to fulfill orders for next day pickup.
0: Pretty nice. Just like, yeah. you know, other grocery stores, that's pretty pretty fast. And um, audience, that's Rosie, R-O-S-I-E, um, in case you were looking for that on your phone. And uh, Carolyn, I see you guys have a bakery also, so tell me a little bit about that. Do you have like a favorite? dessert that you or you know you like to get whenever you are in the store
1: oh my gosh well i like many are on i'm I'm on sort of the low carb bandwagon um but i do allow myself some indulgences every so often and my my very most favorite bakery item pastry bakery item is the um tiramisu it is amazing Mm -hmm. um but we've got We've got tons of, I mean, the cheesecake is amazing. We've got tons of really great, really great pastries. Um, but our bread is, is, I mean, I shouldn't say but. Our bread is, is amazing. Our pastry is amazing. Our bread is really, oh, there's our general manager now walking by the window. Our bread is is. Award winning, made from locally milled flour from Lindley Mills, and we've mm-hmm. incorporated a lot of sprouted wheat flours and um, local honey and uh, other local ingredients. Um, the bakers are in the bakery at 2 a.m. every morning uh, baking the breads in our um, hearth ovens, um, and they're just amazing.
0: I'm looking at some of the pictures of these desserts, and so she's not lying, audience. I see carrot cake, cheesecake cupcakes chocolate vanilla got the chocolate raspberry cakes and so you said the hearth. I see your hearth bread and so is that is the hearth is that the oven um
1: yeah that's that's okay. the type of oven that we bake in that's it's like a um and I'm not a baker so I can't really explain it but it it's like a, a revolving um hearth in and in a gas oven so um you know they really get that kind of uh, darker, crusty exterior and we do we use a lot of sourdough and like I said, we use a lot of um sprouted wheat and whole wheat and so we have some really just rustic kind of European style breads that are amazing.
0: Yeah, this looks very, very, very much delicious. Um but before um we I let you go, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to follow in your footsteps and do exactly what you did? Like you've been with Weaver Street Market for almost 20 years, and so Mm. what advice would you give someone who's looking to do what you're doing?
1: Um, Well, someone who's looking to do what I'm doing um, as the um, produce and meat buyer at Weaver Street, um, really it's just... It's about getting, getting your foot in the door and learning the business. The greatest thing about Weaver Street is uh, that we are kind of in expansion mode and there is upward mobility for anyone who is interested in applying themselves. Um, so, and, and I like to say, especially in the produce business, but really in the grocery business in general, You need at least a year under your belt to to know the business because it's so seasonal. Just kind of get in there and, and, you know, show what you're willing to do. And we love promoting employees from within. And... um, and, yeah, it's, it's a, just a wonderful environment to work in.
0: It seems like it. It seems like it could be, like, very family-oriented family, family oriented, um, type of business. I can see how the connection would come into place with the um, community. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, so you purchased the meat and seafood items for the um, market. What exactly do you look for when you're making those? decisions?
1: Sure. Um, Well, specifically, you know, with the produce, um, you know, I have lots of farmers that contact me all the time looking to sell produce. And um, the main thing that I'm looking for is quality um, and integrity. Uh, So, you know, I usually will ask the farmer questions about, um, you know, what their growing practices are. And I'll go and do a farm visit and just, kind of make sure that they are, you know, growing responsibly, that they have, um, you know, a mind towards food safety and that they're, um, you know, that they're serious about what they're doing and that they have the scale uh, needed to supply our stores. Um, And I also look for um, folks that are growing naturally or certified organic or, you know, um, you know, have different kinds of um, food safety certifications, but that's kind of um, almost really a second to just um, having a real quality product, uh, and in terms of buying meat and seafood, we're we're always looking at practices of um, you know raising the animals humanely, and you know how seafood, for example, is caught, and if it's you know sustainably caught. So those are the things that that we look for with um, with meat and seafood, and uh, with the meat specifically, uh, we require that all of our meats are hormone and antibiotic free so okay. all of our customers can be sure that any any meat product that they purchase in the store is a, a natural hormone and antibiotic free meat product
0: okay okay well that's good information
1: i mean i yeah. would love to just, just keep shopping at weaver street market just forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, and like
0: it's y- nice and healthy food
1: it really is and and you know this time with the pandemic is kind of challenging because Really what is so special about our stores is that um, you know it's 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 like an experience coming into the store to shop you run into your friends and you meet new people and you become friends with the employees at the store and you can sit and enjoy lunch and then do your shopping and so you know the pandemic has really changed that but I'm hopeful that we will get back to normal one of these days Um, but in the meantime you know we're still providing healthy food for the community every day
0: well thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Carolyn. And before we wrap, would you tell our audience one more time about um, how they can find you, any um, your website, any, any social media, Twitter, Instagram that you guys have?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, we are Weaver Street Market. Um, so you can search for us on um, Facebook or Instagram, at Weaver Street Market. And our uh, website, again, is weaverstreetmarket.coop, like coop. Um, and that stands for uh, Weaver Street Market Co-op.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, audience, so this has been the hot news. Checking out what Weaver Street Market is all about. Bye-bye.
1: Shouldn't laws be black and white? Doesn't everyone deserve the same treatment? For 15-year-old Gemini Berry, the answers are obvious. But then a crime shocks Gemini's small town and she learns that many adults see things in shades of gray. In Mika Chanel's novel, Just As the Sky is Blue, Gemini Berry is forced to grow up fast when her mother agrees to play a central role in a sensational murder trial that tears her small town apart. As the child spins out of control, secrets are revealed and old debts are settled and Gemini's life is ultimately changed forever. Order Mika Chanel's book, Just As the Sky is Blue. Just As the Sky is Blue is available on Amazon.com, Kindle, and Audible.com.